welcome back to Horror Hughes. I am your host, Shanika Pishi. So we are continuing on talking about board games, and today I will be talking about Jaws, and it is made by Ravensburger, and it's based off of the first movie. But before we get into that, just want to discuss some other things. So as always, please like, review, comment, subscribe, share. It is always greatly appreciated. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Horror Hughes Podcast. You can email me at horrorhughespod at gmail.com. And if you want to show your support for my podcast, which I would greatly appreciate, you can always send me something over at buymeacoffee.com backslash podcast. So I feel like this month has just flown by. It's It was so quick. I don't want to say overwhelming, maybe kind of like in the middle. I just thought of that um, 10 things I hate about you. If you can't be overwhelmed, underwhelmed, can you ever just be whelmed? I feel like I'm just whelmed right now. Um, I've been dedicating this week to finishing up my son's Halloween costume. I asked him who he wanted to be. He said he wanted to be Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. And I showed him a picture on Pinterest of all the different variations of Scorpion throughout games and movies. And he pointed to one and said, this guy looks cool. And it was Scorpion from the Injustice video game. Not gonna lie, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this looks very challenging to make. So I will say I am not on like a cosplayer level. I am on a, let me make this costume that my son's gonna be happy to wear once or twice, get my pictures, get the memories, and go. So when I was checking out this one, because he doesn't have on like the yellow um, uniform like other scorpions, so he kind of has like this shield on. It kind of looks like it's forged in fire, kind of like the latest Mortal Kombat movie that came out a few years ago. That's how I took it. And then he has these blades on his arm. Um, he doesn't have, from what I've seen in the picture, the spear, the kunai, you know, when he screams, get over here. But I'm still adding that to the costume because you can't be Scorpion and not have the kunai and not say that phrase, right? So I've been working on that this week and I have a friend who does woodworking. She says handy ma'am, shout out to her business, Salvage Sisters. And she's been allowing me to use her space to do all the painting and everything, which I'm really thankful for. It's, I'm, I have to stop and thank myself for how I've just created like a community of great friends that are always down and willing to help. And so she's also helping with the spear and um, I don't know, it's just been great. And I've been putting a lot of effort into this costume because my oldest has decided that he doesn't want to participate in Halloween this year. So I told him he could pass out candy. So last year he decided very last minute to go and he wanted to be John Wick. And since it's me, you know, I can't just like throw in a suit and say, be on your way. We have to have a whole photo shoot and everything. I will share it on the Instagram. Um, so last year, my youngest, he wasn't really feeling Halloween. So he stayed with me and we gave out candy and we had a lot of fun. We were dancing in the driveway, just listening to music. I ended up having a really great time. So they've switched this year. So it's nice. I can just focus on one this year and put my all into this costume. 
And who knows what even will happen next year. You know, my boys are 11 and 14. They're getting to that age where they're just not really feeling a lot of things. So I'm just kind of holding on to everything that I can. Even if it stresses me out, I look back at the photos and it's like, you know, a core memory and, you know, I cry. I've been crying a lot since school started back in August because, you know, my son's in high school and I just feel like we're just nearing the end and it's just, it's getting to me. Speaking of my oldest, he and I are going tonight to see Sweeney Todd the Musical at Trustus Theater. It's a local theater here in Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, you know, he loves musicals, plays, horror, killings, you know, how could we not go? Also, I watched the movie on Amazon Prime called Totally Killer, and that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that one. So it has Kiernan Shipka. I hope I said her name right. She played Sabrina. And um, what happens is that 35 years ago, there was a Sweet 16 killer. He got three victims, and then now he's back for his next victim. And then there's like a whole like time machine situation happening so there is some sci-fi aspects to it but it had a nice mix of being funny and yet a little scary and um, I feel like this is what happy death day to you was trying to do but they just went too funny with it and it's such a bummer because that first movie is just so good and I just hate how the second one came and they just they fucked it up <laughs> you know like happy death day could have been like the next one in horror movies um franchises that could have gotten several films because you've kind of gone so many ways with it but they just went too far all right so moving on let's talk about jaws the board game and this one it's really fun to play i enjoy it um, my son enjoys it mainly because he always plays as the shark he does not give me a choice to be the shark. So the game is played in two acts. And the first act, you are on Amity Island around the beach. And as the shark, you have this tracker that you use and you don't allow other players to see it. You just kind of use it for yourself to know how you're gonna move through the water because you are moving through the water unseen. And the other characters, which are Quint, Hooper, and Brody. So you play as those characters and each of them have, you know, certain abilities that they can have. Or there's also crew abilities where you can um, pick up a card and have an advantage for you. And the shark has advantages as well. So it kind of is similar to Horrified, how there's event phases and action phases. So like I said, if you are the shark, you set up and you have a clip that you use to monitor how you're going through out the water. That is your shark tracker. You don't show that to anyone. That is just for you. And as the shark, your goal is to either, well, your goal really in this first act is just to eat as many victims as you can because this helps you in the second act with um, like power and advantages that you have. So the first phase is the event phase and what you do is you turn over a card and there is um, 
going to be a swimmer on there and it gives you coordinates on where to place that swimmer in the water and then it will tell you you know what to do like what your action is to do with this card so it can be like each player gets to do this or you know a specific player gets to get an advantage given to them so um oh there is a special token and it is michael and that's brody's son and when you're placing swimmers, you do not place Michael. You only place him in if, if an event card specifically states to do so. So as the um, crew, so you're placing the swimmers. And then you also have these barrels that you can drop into the water. And they have trackers on them. And that is how you track the shark. But you have to go to certain spots to um, get barrels. And sometimes you have to go back into the water and pick up the barrels. Because if the shark knows that um, the barrel's there, obviously, they're not going to swim into that location. If it comes to it to where um, all the sharks, well, all the sharks, all the swimmers are getting eaten by the shark, you can close the beach. And then the next time you have an event card, you can open up the beach. So that just helps you out if like the shark is just going ham on everyone and you can't get to him quick enough. So <clears throat> Quint, he is the one that pilots the orca, that piece of shit boat. It pissed me off in the second act. Sorry, no offense to Quint and his boat. It's done great things. Um, so <laughs> he goes around in a boat and he can rescue swimmers and he can launch barrels into the water and hoping to hit the shark. So his actions are, again, like I said, to move through the water and pick up swimmers or um, pick up barrels or launch a barrel and you can only launch a barrel once per round. Brody moves around Amity Island to rescue swimmers. He delivers, excuse me, he delivers barrels to the dock and he helps locate the shark. And he also can close the beach. Hooper, he pilots his speedboat in the water around Amity Island to help locate the shark delivers barrels to Quint and rescue swimmers. Hooper's possible actions are um, he can move the boat faster than Quint, so he can move up to two spaces as one action. Again, removing swimmers, picking up barrels, and then giving the barrels to Quint. He can also use the fish finder, which is a token in the water in your space, and the shark must announce where they are in relation to that fish finder. So the shark doesn't have to tell you exactly where they are, but just like close enough. So that way you can know where you want to place your barrels. And if the shark is neither in the same space nor an adjacent space, they must tell you that they are not there or nearby. So as the shark, you, um, like I said, swim around eating people. <laughs> and um, I don't know why I'm laughing about that. Like, I don't know why I'm laughing about that. I feel like I'm laughing about it because I've said it so many times. My bad. So um, you plan out your turn and you record it in your tracker pad. And if you've eaten a swimmer, you have to tell the crew how many swimmers you've ate you've eaten and at what beach because again that helps us kind of coordinate which way he's going and then um, you must inform the crew of any motion sensors that you triggered on floating barrels during your turn 
and the barrels um, can continue floating in the water. Each of them have a motion sensor attached to it. At any point during your turn, if you are in a space with a floating barrel, you trigger its motion sensor. At the end of your turn, you must inform the crew of any barrels whose motion sensor you triggered. There are certain um, power tokens for the shark as well, where he can go in a freedom frenzy and he can eat all the swimmers in his space as one action. Evasive moves where you do not trigger any motion sensors this round, even if you move through spaces with floating barrels. Out of sight, um, if Brody uses his binoculars or if Hooper uses his fish finder, um, you can tell them that you are not there or nearby, even if this is not true. So to end round one or act one, what happens is the crew attaches a second barrel to the shark or the swimmer track on the shark's board reaches the ninth slot and then you proceed to act two. You do not move the clip on the swimmer tracker yet because its location determines how many cards the crew and the shark will receive in act two. So like I said, um, the more swimmers the shark eats, he gets more advantage. You know, the quicker we get the shark, it gives us more of an advantage. So like I said, act two is played on the orca, which is Quint's boat. And Basically, here, you're just kind of like fighting for your damn life. Um, you know, the shark is just ramming into the boat over and over. Again, there's coordinates. There's things that you can use to help yourself to attack the shark. Um, you lose the round by basically if the boat sinks, which, I mean, you know, it does in the movie because you see it in part two, just kind of like um, what's... It's uh, not landlocked. It's wash, wash ashore. It's just like a relic. It's just there. <laughs> I can't think of the word right now. Um, so yeah, there's cards that you can um, use like where the shark will resurface or he might hit the um, boat silently, um, you know, unseen. And then each character, they have tokens and that's what you kind of use to um, like target, like where you place down where you think the shark is going to attack. And, um, you know, if the shark attacks there, that helps you. If it doesn't, you have to flip over. And then um, there's, this boat can take two hits with each card that you lay out. And once it's been um, completely hit on that side, you have to remove the token. So as you're removing the tokens, or the tiles, I should say, from the board, you start to see on the um, board that you're playing on. I know that sounds confusing. So there's a board that you're playing on and then you place the tiles of the boat on it. And then one side of the tile, the boat looks great. The other side, you flip it over and it looks like it's been rammed into. And then once you completely re remove that tile, you see that part of the boat underwater. And then this kind of causes the, um, players to have to get closer to each other because obviously you can't go into a part where the um the water where like it's just water um so sometimes it may happen that like you're floating in the water and um you know the shark may easily attack the person you just kind of have to like play around with it, strategize. So this is a game that I would suggest playing with more than two people. A lot of times it's usually just my son 
and I, my oldest, um, playing. So having more people to play with and just to kind of coordinate to attack the shark makes it much easier. So you end act two by the crew members have been eliminated. <laughs> the shark wins. If the orca has been destroyed, so all of the bolt tiles have been removed, the shark wins. Or if the shark the shark's wound tracker reaches the X, that means the shark is eliminated and the crew wins. So good times. The board is gorgeous. I, I've talked again about Ravensburger. I'm sorry, I've talked before about Ravensburger and how they put so much detail into their games. Um, it's like really cool. I mean, it looks like it was a game that could have been made in the 70s, like the detail, like of how it looks. It's just, it's so good. Um, speaking of Jaws, did anyone ever have the Jaws game on the Nintendo? Y'all, that game was my shit, okay? I love that game, but oh, Jesus, I used to struggle with the final one where you had to take the boat and jab that thing into his throat. I can't remember what it's called, like the spear or whatever, because like you had to do it exactly. And it was challenging. And I just remember there were so many times playing that game because obviously back then you couldn't save a game. So it's like you had to dedicate this time to play it. And there were so many times that we would get to that spot and try to defeat him. And then we would run out of turns to ram at him and then we have to start all the way over and then find the shark again. And then it's like, I remember you didn't want to find the shark too early because obviously you couldn't battle him because you didn't have all the things you needed. I feel like that game was based off of like, um, maybe the fourth Jaws or was it the second one? Where's the second one with Mario Van Peoples when, um, I'm just thinking that because the game, like we had to collect conch shells and that helped us power up and whatnot. So um, I can't remember, but anyways, fun game, but very frustrating. But I think that was just Nintendo games back in the day. Cause like I said, we couldn't save it. So it's like you had to dedicate your time to defeating him. And I think I've done it like a couple of times, once or twice. I don't know. It was like one of those things, like once you get on one time, it kind of clicks. Cause you, it's like a certain way you have to get them because like, shark is jumping up and then it's like spinning so if you do it too early too soon you don't hit him in the right part and then sometimes he comes up a little bit quicker slower it's frustrating but like once you get him it's glorious he, it sinks to the bottom I keep on saying he but I feel like this Jaws was a female right it was a female in the first film I think maybe it was a female in all the films I can't remember but once you defeat Jaws you see the lovely graphics of the <laughs> 80s and 90s of the shark floating down to the bottom of the ocean. You win the game. All right, so let's switch it up a little bit. And we are going to talk about sharks, um, some mythology, sharks and pop culture. You know, sharks are definitely, they've been having a moment, um, especially since Shark Week has become a thing. It is cool to like sharks, but I'm wondering if people are respecting sharks because there's still a lot of cases where people are eating shark fin soup and if you know how fat is made it's absolutely terrible they literally just like pick up sharks cut off their fins and let them just like drop to the ocean to drown um there's cases and it's 
seems to be in Florida a lot where they uh, kill pregnant sharks or, um, you know, I saw a story that was like a hammerhead shark. She was pregnant and I think they killed her, cut her open and um, people, you know, caught the baby sharks for um, contests, competition or whatever. So it's like, okay, we're loving the sharks, but are we respecting the sharks? And I was always someone watching Jaws being like, why are they the bad person? Like we're literally in their territory and, you know, that definitely got me some looks like, what are you doing going for the shark? But I mean, honestly, we are in their territory. Like, let's stop dumping stuff in the ocean. Let's stop polluting it. And maybe they won't come closer to land to find, you know, fresh water or whatever and mistake people for food. I don't know, that's always been my thoughts when it comes to sharks. Um, you know, I am someone that still swims in the ocean, if, even though it's been a moment because we'll get into it in just a moment. But I am on Reddit a lot and I feel like I am terrified to ever go back into the water. I can't believe I used to fearlessly go into the water. Now I'm just, I'm terrified of it all. And speaking of terrified, why did we all have that irrational fear of swimming in a pool and thinking the shark was going to jump in and get us? <laughs> I sadly had that fear maybe up until my 20s. I don't know. Like, why Why does our mind fuck with us like that? I, I don't know. All right. So let's talk some sharks and mythology. So there is the myth of Lamia, and this is Greek mythology. Lamia was the daughter of the sea god Poseidon, who I think is way cooler than any of the gods, including Zeus. But you know how I feel about Zeus. I don't fuck with Zeus. She had an affair with the king of the gods. Zeus. And when Hera, Zeus's wife, found out about the affair, she stole and murdered Lamia's children, which drove Lamia mad to help her get revenge. Zeus turned Lamia into a giant shark monster so she could devour the innocent children of others as revenge. Those Greeks are just like, oh, Jesus Christ, they're so fucked up, right? And there's also uh, mythology about sharks in Hawaiian culture. And I am not going to pronounce the names um because I don't want to mess them up but there was a king of the shark gods and guardian of the Hawaiian islands and he could transform into both a human and a variety of different sea creatures to help people there was a shark goddess that was born as a human and after being transformed into a shark god she dedicated her life to protecting people from shark attacks Another one was a trickster shark god who could perform magical feats to entertain and delight all. And then there was another, there was two sharks that fell in love. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it was one shark fell in love with a human and gave birth to a green shark that would help people trapped at sea. Another shark god protected the Kaula Islet and ensured fishermen had a bountiful catch. And there was also a shark god that would save shipwreck victims. So obviously Jaws is a huge reference when it comes to pop culture. Um, and I remember when we were watching Jaws when we were younger, I used to be like, why are there no black people at the ocean? You know, why are there not any black people there? I've always been someone that has loved the ocean, loved to swim once again, Black people can swim. Let's not go into that stereotype. But I remember watching the movies being like, why are there no Black people? My dad be like, look, they're all the way in the back in the background. They had us there as extras. I don't know. Like, 
not that I'm saying I wanted us to get eaten in the movies, but it would have been nice if we were there up front. And I know in the other Jaws films, there are people there, Mario Van Peoples. I talked about him during the game. But when you think Jaws, you mainly think like the first movie and we should have been in there, okay? Um, so there's also Fonzie's shark. So if you watch a lot of TV, you're probably familiar with the term jumping the shark. And this is a reference to Happy Days when it was in its fifth season. And um, Fonzie literally jumps over a shark on water skis. <laughs> and people are saying it was so ridiculous that it signaled um, that it was time for the show to retire and therefore coming up with the term jumping the shark. Because clearly, like, why the hell is Fonzie jumping over a shark on happy days? That makes no damn sense. All right. So let's talk some movies. The Meg. That is, and so, okay, we just saw the Meg 2, which mm, it wasn't as good, but then I do know that it's based off books. And this one, even though the shark was the focus, other creatures came in. I don't know if I like the Meg 2. I feel like I need to watch it again to decide. I thought a lot of stuff that happened in it was like really ridiculous, even more ridiculous than the first one. The first one was really great, very entertaining. Jason Statham, like what a cutie. You know, Jason Statham was like, listen, I am not out here to try to win Oscars or inspire people. I am just out here to like make people happy and make a shit ton of money and have a hot wife. And I'm not mad at it. So there's The Meg. That's kind of like the latest of shark movies that have come out. Um, I should say like in the theaters that have the big budget. Deep Blue Sea, my hat is like a shark fin. That movie is like, what a place it has in my heart, okay? We saw that in the theater and wow, I mean, what a movie, okay? What a movie. I love that movie. I say this with like no irony, not facetious at all. I absolutely love that movie. Who would have thunk that Samuel Jackson, like a shark was going to come up and get him, okay? Not during a Samuel, not during a Samuel L. Jackson inspirational speech. Like you don't kill him. And I thought that was just so great. And it was just like so shocking and amazing. <laughs> My hat is like a shark fin. Can we talk about LOQJ being in these like horror movies and not dying? My sister and I would be like, he must have like a no-kill clause or something, because there's absolutely no way that he he should have survived in Deep Blue Sea or in Halloween H2O, which has been on TV a lot. And God, that movie's terrible. And that mask, they did Michael so wrong with that mask. Um, I remember at the time I had a bird, a cockatiel named Freckles. So when the shark ate his bird, that was, uh, it, was a, it was a sad moment for me. Okay, Sharknado. Oh God. Okay. So the first one was pretty decent and I, it was enjoyable. And then even though it was like never a serious movie, obviously it's called Sharknado. They took it just like a little too far. I can't even remember how many they made, like four or five. Right. But my brother, he actually went to Comic-Con and he won the Dodge Charger that I think his name was Finn, right? Um, Ian Ziring's character he drove it in the one where they're in Vegas. But anyways, my brother won a car and I believe that the clip is still on YouTube. So I will link if I can find it. 
he um, met Tara Reid because she was the one asking the questions and whatnot. Like, God, she was like so tiny. So, so tiny. Okay. Um, the Reef and The Reef 2. Um, I think I saw The Reef 2 and that one was... The, yeah, actually I did see that. And that one was just like not good at all. Like it was just... It was just bad. But I never want to like kayak in deep open water like that. Um, Baby Shark, that, that song had quite a moment, right? Baby Shark, do, 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 baby shark, do, 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 baby shark. Even my kids, you know, when they were younger, they loved that song. But man, it had like a, like a month or two, like it had a moment. It was everywhere. Okay. The Shallows with Blake Lively. So that was a pretty decent movie, but I just, I don't know. Like I'm not a shark expert, but I just find it very hard to believe that a shark has a serious vendetta like that against someone. I mean, first of all, power to her because she did a lot to survive. The moment I have to climb up on a dead whale to live is the moment I jump in the water and I say to hell with it. I I just do not have that fight in me at all. But also... Go ahead and go back to finish eating the whale. Like, why are you going after Blake Lively? Um, like, that just made no sense to me as the shark. Um, let's see. Jabberjaw in the 70s. So I do remember, I don't think I watched a cartoon, but I do remember seeing and hearing about Jabberjaw. And I know there's plenty of other shark movies um i remember what is the one we saw open water that's about the two the couple that were on a dive and they miscounted and left them in the middle of nowhere oh other movies that came out recently that were pretty good 47 meters down the one with mandy moore and then the second one 47 meters down uncaged i believe that one was like pretty good and the scene where they're like flashing the red lights and then like the shark just jumps up like right there. Um, that's terrifying. And um, yeah, those are those those are pretty good movies. Um, actually, I like the second one better than the first one. I still kind of want to go shark diving or go into a shark cage. I don't know. Maybe it's expensive, but I want to do it. <laughs> that's all I got on that. Okay, so. My obsession is Reddit. Reddit forums are my obsession. And two of them that I love are Oceans Are Fucking Lit and Sharks. And in there, sometimes it's really fun. And sometimes it's like very sad and scary. There is a story that came out. It happened a few months ago. I think it happened over the summer. It happened in Egypt. Um, Hergata, Egypt. It was a 23-year-old. His name is Vladimir Popov. And he was actually attacked and killed by a shark. It was pretty heartbreaking because there was nothing no one could do. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to go too much detail in it because it's just like really sad. The father was there on the um, on the beach on land and could see it happening. And, you know, it's like 
what can he do at that point? Like you can't swim fast enough to go and save him. And if you go in yourself, you may get attacked. And I think this was like the second time that this shark had attacked someone. And I believe like she was pregnant or something. It was something kind of fluke, but I mean, it was just like a terrible situation. And I think the guy's girlfriend was out there as well. And I don't know why I watched the video, but you could like hear him actually like screaming for his dad for help. And it's it was it was terrible, just heartbreaking. But eventually the shark was caught, brought to shore, and it was killed by Vladimir's father, Yuri. Um, I've seen videos of a shark swallowing a GoPro and um, sharks' insides are like very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's just kind of like all white, very symmetrical. It was pretty cool to see. And then there's other videos in there of like just sharks just like scratched up and just have lived a life that you just don't want to fuck with. And I remember I used to love to read urban legends about sharks and how there was this like one photo where it's this couple taking a picture and there's supposedly like a shark in the background, but that turned out to be not true. Um, every time I'm swimming in the ocean, I'm always keeping an eye out for sharks. And I always joke around and say, well, if I see a shark, I'm just going to keep on jumping behind it because sharks can't swim backwards. Like, you know, obviously that's not going to help me. Like, like I can jump fast enough to not <laughs> be killed by a shark. But anyways, so that's all I have for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As I said before, please continue to like, comment, and share, and share your thoughts on sharks. You know, do we love them? Do we hate them? Do we feel like they're overhyped? What's the deal? I want to know. Until next time, bye.